Good morning. For the past few weeks, we have been in a teaching series. Um, We've been in a teaching series, or preaching series, or whatever you want to call it, and it has involved three key words. And I just wondered if we all knew what they were now, because they're part of our vision here at St Mark's, part of encouraging everybody to be involved and it's quite central to who we are. So, if I were to bring out three chairs and three pieces of paper, I wonder if you would know what those three words are. Doesn't matter how old you are, you've been in the room, you might know what they are. And the words, what do you think they are? Shout them out. Everyone, can we all say it? Everyone. What one is next? Everybody, say. Every day, everyone, every day. Do we all know what the last one is? Everywhere. Everywhere. Okay, and this is about us being people that God is working with. We are, in, we are on mission, partnered with God. All of us are called. All of us have been given amazing and unique gifts. And so God's mission includes everyone It includes us every day and everywhere that we are. So I'm going to be continuing to talk about these things today. But I am going to to put a couple of things in the middle. And I have got is Adam has kindly let me borrow two of his puzzles. And I wondered if you are a fan of jigsaw puzzles, if you would like to come and have a go at doing one of them because they're going to help us a little bit later. So I've got one here, which is, and you can work together on that side, so just getting them out. But there's also another one here. It's smaller, but the pieces are smaller. Okay, so you heard this morning's reading. Steph, I'm so sorry. I should have told you. I'd added just the beginning, just for a bit of context, because otherwise it said Jesus replied. And you're thinking, well, who to? Who was he talking to? And actually, he's talking to some experts in the law. And he tells them the story that we know as the Good Samaritan. And the Good Samaritan story is one that I think it doesn't matter whether you go to church or whether you don't, you probably know it or have heard of it. And it is a story Jesus tells then, but he also tells it to us now. It's a story telling us what it looks like to love your neighbour as yourself. A story about mercy. A story about meeting people's needs, about going beyond prejudice. And this story is a deposit of God's goodness in the minds and hearts of anyone that will be open to it. Show mercy, love one another, and not just those that you know or those that are like you, everyone. Say it. Everyone. And we see Jesus displaying God's goodness in so many ways as we look through scripture. Sometimes it's by telling stories like the Good Samaritan of what it's like to live in the kingdom of God. And at other times, it's through providing physical healing or spiritual healing. So I've got sort of a puzzle up here on the screen. Here's the next piece. There's a man called Bartimaeus in Mark 10. And he shouts out to Jesus for the healing of his blind eyes. He is seen, he is heard, He is healed by Jesus. The goodness of God 
comes into the eyes of Bartimaeus. In Luke 17, there are 10 lepers on the outskirts of a village and they call to Jesus from a distance because they've got a skin disease and he can't be near them. They can't be near to anybody. They need to be cleansed and they call out for their healing and he cleanses them. How soothing that must have been for their skin to no longer be sore and blistered. The goodness of God came into their bodies and also for the one of those lepers that returned to say thank you and to give praise for his healing, the goodness of God came into his heart as well. We read in Matthew 9 about a paralysed man lying on a mat that is brought by some friends to Jesus. He's brought for healing and seeing their faith, Jesus tells the man, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Over and above fixing the damage to this man's legs or spine, Jesus gives him the entire package. He is healed from the inside out. The goodness of God came into this man's body and into his destiny. And then there's the woman. Here's the next piece. There's the woman in the crowd in Luke 8 that desperately seeks even the slightest touch from Jesus so she can be free from the illness that she suffered from for 12 long years. Jesus doesn't see her, first of all. He doesn't hear her, but he feels her. He feels that power has gone out of him. And so he starts questioning, who touched me? The power of the goodness that left him caused Jesus to look for her but it's already done. The goodness of God's flooded into her situation, the situation of the last 12 years, and it's like it becomes untrue. She's healed. And as all these miraculous signs of God's goodness in Jesus unfold, his disciples are right there witnessing it. First, Marks, we talked about disciples this morning. Can you remember, what is a disciple? Puzzlers, what is a disciple? Can you remember? Well done. It's someone that follows. If they're following Jesus, they're a disciple of Jesus. They followed him. They saw him. They heard him. They experienced him. And they could behold the goodness of God with every story they heard him tell, with every healing that they witnessed, with every action of his that they saw. Walking with Jesus, being his disciple, they've been exposed to the goodness of God every day. Every day. They walked with him every day. Now, God's goodness is a common thread in all these stories and in loads more throughout the Gospels. You just have to read them to find out. But there is another reason that I've picked out these particular examples to build our puzzle up here on the screen today. And it's because of what happens next in each one. So let's go back to piece one. This is the first piece again. When Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan that Steph read for us this morning, did you notice how it ends? Go and do likewise. Piece two. Here's the next piece. When Bartimaeus' eyes are healed, Jesus instructs him, go, your faith has healed you. Here's the next piece. After asking for their healing, the ten lepers are told to go, show yourselves to the priests. And it's as they go that they are cleansed. 
And the leper that returns to give thanks, or no longer a leper, is told to rise and go. Your faith has made you well. The paralysed man, Jesus says to him, get up, take your mat and go home. I love how simple that is. Get up, take your mat and go home. And the long-suffering woman that touched Jesus' cloak to receive his healing power is comforted from her fear and trembling as he discovers who she is with these words. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. They are all told to go. They all receive of God's goodness and then they're told to go. Go. Go and do something with the goodness you've just heard. Go. Go and show the evidence of this goodness to others. Go. Go and take this goodness home to where you are known and where you are from. Go. Go and walk in peace because of the goodness of God that you have received. And to the 12 disciples who've witnessed the incredible goodness of God as they followed Jesus, as they journeyed with Jesus through his earthly life, through the time of his crucifixion, and seeing him in his resurrection life, he also says, go. In Mark 16, it's like this, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. In Matthew 28, it's this, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Go, therefore, go. John 3, 16 and 17, some really famous Bible verses, tell us that God gave his only son and his son was sent that not one would be lost. And as Jesus says, go, he sends those who receive his goodness and follow him to do likewise. Jesus was sent and then Jesus sends his disciples. Jesus sends us and he says to us, go. We are a sent people. We are sent to go. It does not mean that we don't gather together. We need to gather together. It's right that we come together to worship and praise and give thanks, to share stories and testimonies with one another, to encourage and build one another up in our faith. But we do it because we are sent to go. The people hearing the parable of the Good Samaritan were sent to go and do likewise. There was something, there was somewhere to go with this revelation. Everyone is considered our neighbour, and so that means we go everywhere and anywhere to share God's love and goodness. Bartimaeus was sent to go because his faith had made him well. His eyes were opened, and he could have gone anywhere, but the Bible tells us that he followed Jesus. He was told to go, and he followed Jesus. I find that so interesting. He didn't run off to celebrate. He didn't run off like the lepers. He was told to go and he did. He went from wherever he was and he followed the source of the goodness that he had experienced and received. The lepers 
were sent to go and show the priests. The priests were the ones with the authority to confirm that they were healed and cleansed and could therefore have permission to go back into society and be with other people. They no longer had any need to hide on the outskirts. Go and show someone that can bring you back to the people. How freeing for these outcasts, the goodness of God. I've got my piece number four coming up. The paralysed man was sent home. Go home. Surely his family and his village, the people that had met him before, would know his predicament. They'd know that he was paralysed. Or maybe they'd have heard about it. So to go home with evidence of healing and the goodness of God must have caused a stir. We aren't told where the woman healed of 12 years of sickness was to go, but rather how she was meant to go in peace. And this is something drastically different from the way that she would have been before. Chronic pain and sickness does not breed good ground for peace. It's massively distracting. And now she's healed by the power and goodness of God and she takes that with her wherever she goes as a peaceful, changed woman. All of these people are changed because of the goodness of God, his touch in their lives. There's a shift when they encounter his goodness in Jesus. And his command in all these instances is go. Receive of the goodness of God and go. Take it and go. I wonder if you can each think, if I just give you a moment now, of a, a way in which you have received of the goodness of God. It might be something that might to the outside world seem massive or small, but I just want to give you a moment's space to just think, how has God shown his goodness to me? Did everybody manage to think of at least one way that God has shown them his goodness? So receive of the goodness of God and go. Take it and go. But go where? Go into all the world, is what we hear in Mark 16. Go everywhere. Now that might seem like a really massive ask, like you've got to have someone truly special to go into all the world, to go to the ends of the earth. It might be something that we think, I don't have the energy or the skills or the life circumstances or the finances to be able to respond to that call to go into all the world. But all the world and everywhere doesn't look just one way. We've had some brilliant puzzling going on here, so I just invite you to come out of your seats and have a look at what they've done this morning. So we've got a huge puzzle with bigger pieces here and a smaller puzzle, but with probably not that many less pieces there. What is this a, a puzzle of? What have you made? It's the whole world, isn't it? Go into all the world. Look at all those amazing creatures that live in all those different places. There's even a narwhal, yeah, to the ends of the earth. And God could call us, everyone, every day, anywhere. He could call us anywhere on that map. But don't let that scare you. Because if you come and look over here, what's happening in this puzzle? Sherelle, who's in this puzzle? Peppa Pig, what's Peppa Pig doing? She's pushing her brother around. They're having a bit of a play, aren't they? Where are they? They're in the garden. They're hanging out with their family, with their friends. 
They might be doing some gardening, maybe some, having a meal together. Look, Granny Pig's getting some things ready there. This is much more small scale, but it's still part of all the world. And my point is simply this, that all the world includes going here, there and everywhere. But it's in our everyday lives and on our doorsteps as well. There are needs there and there are needs here. There are needs far and there are needs close. And some of us are going to be called further, some of us are going to be called not so far. But it isn't one's better than the other. Go into all the world. We are a sent people, not one sent person. Jesus comes with all of us. We're all going to be sent to different workplaces, to different um, housing areas. We're going to be sent to different schools, sent into different shops and cafes. All those places when Chris spoke to us last week that we wrote down in a big list of all the places that we go each and every day. Everywhere, partnering with God in mission, everywhere stretches to the ends of the earth. But it's also right where we are on our doorstep at the end of our phone lines, in our everyday life. Everywhere includes Highwoods and Hawaii. It includes Greenstead and Greenland. It includes Colchester and the Congo. Everywhere, going to all the world, wherever you are. There is no requirement to go overseas to be an everyday missionary. There is a need right here, right now as well. So, the question I believe that we could all be considering as we go from this place shortly is this. With the goodness God has given you, where is he calling you to take it? Is he calling you to take it near or far? In person or over the phone or maybe by email? Is he calling you each morning when you wake up to somewhere you weren't expecting that day? Or do you have to do all the things that are in your diary and that's where you're going to be called because you are one of the everyone, every day and everywhere. Shall we pray? Lord, I thank you that you sent your son so that there is a way for us to be brought back to you that you loved so much that Jesus was the plan for our salvation and restoration. And Lord, we thank you for all that we can know and see and hear of Jesus in the Bible. How he trained up his disciples to be able to be sent themselves. And as they speak and minister and journey with others, that they then may be sent. Thank you, Lord, that we are a sent people because you have made us a sent people. Show us where we are to take your goodness. In the name of Jesus, amen.